You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Hey there, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm well, thanks, Richard. And you, how are you? Yeah, no, pretty good. Yeah, um, we're winding up towards the end of the year. We are, and uh, I can share we have an end-of-the-year event happening uh, in my family. It's uh, my son's Year 10 formal uh, coming up this Friday. Oh, and how exciting. So <laughs> I thought I'd tell a few, share a few things about that and get your thoughts. Um, <laughs> the most interesting thing probably, too, yeah, a couple of interesting things, has been uh, going to the suit hire place. And uh, now oh, we of tried. course. We tried for a few days or weeks to get something secondhand um, from Vinnie's or Salvo's or something, uh, and we had some options. But yeah, the waist is more like thirty-eight inches <laughs> rather than the, <laughs> you know, think a pretty big guy. And so at the end, we had to call it and uh, went to this higher place, uh, which is an, an old business in town. It's been there for decades, uh, maybe even a hundred years, um, and. Uh, yeah, to go in there for suit hire was just like a step back in time into this world of men and suits. Like this, it had um, men there with with um, tape measures around their their oh, shoulders. around their shoulders. Um, oh, were they wearing like, waistcoat? I th- yeah, some of them were wearing waistcoat. They were certainly smartly dressed with shiny wow. shoes. Oh wow! And uh, there was like um, sort of some. Um, uh, maybe Frank Sinatra music generally playing in the background. Yeah. There were like cloth samples um, <laughs> and a little bar fridge with drinks in them. Um, you could think about so, having a pocket square if you wanted one, yes, that kind of yes. territory. Yeah, it's the sort wow. of thing where you would go in and have a long chat with someone for a tailored suit. And um, like we were just there for a fitting um, for a, a rental thing, which was yeah. um, pretty quick. But even so, there was attention to detail. The, the guy asked my name and asked about this occasion and, and took our needs very seriously, that real old-fashioned service kind of thing. Wow. And so, um, yeah, it wasn't cheap. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, we did, you know, we've got a plan for the, the Year 10 formal. So oh, that lovely. suit tailor experience, uh, I'll that was quite memorable. Yeah, yeah, that would have been fun. Did your son enjoy it? That's the oh the yeah, question. he's he's loving it. He's getting into this whole thing. In fact, there's even an after party after the formal, <gasps> which has just blown my mind. Yeah, like, oh, that's a whole new parenting party? journey you're I going know. on now. <laughs> did you? I'm curious, Joe. Did you have a year ten formal? No, or whatever they call them in Queensland. No, <laughs> they they also call them formals in oh, Queensland. Do they? You never know, Joe. <laughs> So true. We do do things in exotic ways up there. Uh, no, I had, but I did have a formal and a ball in year 12. So, well, you didn't just do one. The ball is the one your parent was technically your parents' event, but it was also, it was absolutely about the kids. And your really? parents went along. Or, and then the formal was later in the year and it was just for uh, the kids. Yeah. So, a ball and a formal. Yeah. But and what, uh, do you, what happens at the ball? The same thing that happens at a formal. People sit around and drink and dance and things yeah. like that. Yeah, have a meal. That's interesting. Yeah. No, I'm unfamiliar with this whole ball. And the parents, are they supposed to, is this a mark of adulthood or do they make a speech about you or do anything no, like that? And, no. no. They just turn I, don't, I think it's probably a rev- revenue raiser to be entirely All honest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just being sceptical. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, uh, yeah, I had a year 10 formal and it was pretty, uh, yeah, embarrassing affair. <laughs> Same with year 12. So I'm ha- very happy that my son's enjoying this experience. That and is so really nice. 4.30 for photos at Civic Park this oh, Friday. Oh, photos. So it's all happening. Hopefully it doesn't it, rain. Hopefully it doesn't rain. It yeah. would be kind of funny. For it's, apparently there, there are girls, maybe boys as well, taking like the whole day off or maybe even the day before as well. To um, get their hair to, done. To get their hair and stuff done. So. <laughs> Oh, I'm oh. So, yeah, I'm, you can't see me, but I'm I'm shaking my head, rolling my eyes. <laughs> this year ten formal thing. Oh, they're just having uh, a bit of fun. fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, oh, how about you, Joe? What's been going on? Well, I've discovered I do something. I play a game that not it's not familiar to others. So I thought I'd ask you whether it's familiar to you. Mm-hmm. So say you're in the middle of a task and you've been quite absorbed in a task, and it's been mm-hmm. a while doing that task, like maybe a few hours, and you think. I wonder what time it is. And then your next thought is, I'm going to guess it. And so then you have a game with yourself where you guess, you try to guess to the minute what the time (laughs) is before you check the time. It also works when you wake up in the morning. You look and you think, how do I feel? Do I feel super rested? How far is the sun up? (laughs) Okay, it's probably 7.36. And then you check the watch and you're like, oh, seven minutes off or whatever it is. Do you play that game? That's amazing. No, not at all. I, yeah, I find myself quite anxious if I don't know the time. So, yeah, yeah I certainly okay. have a, a watch with me. And if, I've, if I don't know what the time is, that's a bit of an anxiety-creating situation right. for me. So, yeah, okay. Um, I'd, I've, maybe I should turn it into a game like you, Joe. but uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's a challenge within myself to be able to mm. sense the passing of time within my body. Like <clears throat> you hang out with someone and you think, how long has it been since we hung out? And then you go, ooh, I'm going to guess it. Then you guess it. Then you check the time <laughs> and then you know how long it's been. And it's just this that, little, it's a fun way of doing it. So that's, oh, that's <laughs> what I like about you, Joe. You naturally enjoy games and competition. And, uh, <laughs> Sometimes too much. But anyway, I just, <laughs> I'm just going to put that game out there for anyone who's never played that game. And if you've played that mm. game for yourself, I, I've, I've discovered there's actually a few games that I play <laughs> by myself in my head that other oh, people really? don't play. So I'm going to oh, share wow. them in later podcasts. This could be a theme. Yeah. yeah. If you have um, mental games, please uh, write in, share, share them with us. <laughs> Definitely. If you can... Um, if any uh, people similar to Joe out there. I would enjoy uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, on to the word of the Lord. Um, Richard. Uh, for sure. I'm nearly, I'm nearly finished my year in the Gospels. And oh, I, yeah. Like, it let's has been be honest, I have so good. jumped out of the Gospels a bit. But, yeah, it has been really good. Um, yeah, yeah. I um, am in Luke 14 today and mm-hmm. I have found it perplexing because I always find it perplexing. Mm. Um, this is one of those passages that I find challenge. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to read some of it. Luke 14, verse 25. Mm -hmm. It says, large crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to to them, he said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. So when I was a child, I was raised to not use the word hate. We were Mm. told it was a very strong word. You had to be very careful with it. Yesterday, when I was reading 1 John with Joe, my MTS trainee, we were engaging in how, as Christians, we don't hate. And that's something Cain and Abel, Cain hated Abel, blah, 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 blah. This is in 1 Mm. John 3. Mm. And so when I read the word hate here, I find it difficult to not just bounce off it and think, oh, he's just saying, he's just saying, you know, to have the right perspective. 
Mm. Um, but actually, I think I'm meant to have a strong reaction to the word hate and to not run mm. away from that. Yeah. Anyway, with the concept being um, that that carrying your cross um, and following Jesus, that's the foundation of your Christian life, not yeah. your family. Because he goes on and talks about if you're going to build a tower, you have the right foundations. If you're going to go to war, if you're a king, you'd plan mm. it out first so that yeah. otherwise – um, that doesn't make any sense, and so he's kind of talking about what's the foundation of your life, and I think it, I think I think it's actually he's saying this is the bedrock, following me, carrying your cross, yeah, not yeah. not your life, yeah. But the word hate there always trips me up. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, no, this um, I, it's very similar to you, Joe. I think it's a, there's a gut reaction of like, oh, that's that's weird, and then mm. I think step two is like a very quick rationalization of, oh, okay, he's just trying to make say make sure you've got to. Um, uh, love Jesus more than you love your mm. father and mother mm. and you kind of think, all right, that's true. But then if you've just sort of um, syringed out all the meaning <laughs> and intensity of the passage, <laughs> yeah. you, 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 that's not really faithful Bible reading. So, yeah, um, yeah what is that um, to hate father and mother? Mm. Um, I've, I've heard some stuff on this recently, but my memory's not going to be great. But, yeah, I think it's probably like um, – just well, this here. I'll put something out here, Joe. See what mm. you think. But just the idea that we would um, recoil from the suggestion, the idea, the risk that our um, our salvation, our identity, our um, hope uh, is is captured entirely by father and mother, or wife and children, mm. brother and sisters. Mm. Uh, just like the thought of. Um, I hate the idea that I would be living for my parents' approval mm. or I hate the idea that my whole sense of self and salvation and, and hope and success is tied up in the happiness of my children mm. and just to re recoil from that um, mm. Mm. and then in contrast uh, take up our cross and follow Jesus. Mm. And, and I think as well, thinking that this is Jesus calling them. I, I completely agree with what you're saying and it makes sense. And I guess what it's making me think is, in contrast, he's saying, you're going to be my disciple. Um, mm. This is not um, some other random person saying this. This is the king of the universe who spoke the world into creation, who then went and died for um, the world, died for sinners. And so I look at that and I think, oh, yeah, in contrast, he's calling you to a different, better identity. So, of course, you'd the contrast would be so striking that you'd be like, oh, yeah, hate that compared to that. Um, mm, yeah. It's not a burning hatred of um, harm or um, unforgiveness or anything like that, It's but it's a, a contrasting relationship. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's um, – no, I love I love your thinking through that, Joe. And um, mm. but it's just a, it is a real challenging passage, and just yeah, it really calls us to devoted discipleship of Christ, and and just put put our whole um, yeah, put our whole future in His hands. Yeah, I think so. I, and I I think just um, continuing on your comment about the not living for the approval of of your parents, for instance, or not having your your kids. Um, was it your kid's pleasure you said? Oh, was, I said happiness. Yeah, but yeah, Something like that, mm. yeah, being your driving force and things. That is an offensive idea mm. played out 
it, it would mm. even offend our children to do that. Like, mm. but if we were to do that, but um, th- that's only ever going to, um, yeah, not only ever, but it would. It, it just makes so much sense in the face of like you're thinking about this. Chris, I'm thinking about this Christmas season about how Jesus actually really deserves this kind of worship. Um, mm. In contrast to our family, who they're just another fellow created, created being who are a yeah. gift to us, always a gift to us. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, mm. interesting. So I'll keep going. I think Fantastic. I don't know. It's, I think it's going to be one of those passages which will always strike me because yeah, Jesus yeah. uses the word hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well done on uh, making it through a year of time in the Gospels. Thank I, you. I love, I love your year by year theme. I'm looking forward yes. to next year's. Uh, well, thing, we are talking about our summer reading plan and I was thinking as well next week and I was also thinking, all right, I need to make my plan for next year. <laughs> so you're going to hear next year for ne- next week what my plan for next year is. Yeah, that's I'm great. Mm, mm. And what have you been reading, brother? Well, I have been reading a book by Rebecca McLaughlin, um, who we've talked about in our podcast before. You've been reading one of her books. Yes. And uh, someone gave me a book she's written recently called um, Is Christmas Unbelievable? Four questions everyone should ask about the world's most famous story. So I thought, you know, here we are in December leading into Christmas. I'd have a read of this little book. Uh, It's only about 58 pages. And um, it's, uh, yeah, a really nice little resource that she's written um, about uh, Christmas. And really, yeah, probably that's the the four questions she asks after a short introduction is, um, was Jesus even a real person? Mm-hmm. That's a good start. I think she's contrasting like this, you know, the Santa, Jesus, mm. is Santa real? You know, kids are trying to be told to pretend that Santa's real, is Jesus a bit like Santa and that. Uh, so, yeah, was Jesus a real person? Then she asks, can we take the gospel seriously? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, where we read about the, the story of the uh, of Jesus and his birth. And in question three, how can you believe in a virgin birth? So, um, yeah, that's often mocked now, like in, mm. in um, yeah, the Christmas story, but. She gets right in there. Can you believe it? And then fourthly, uh, where she kind of lands it all, is why does it matter? And um, that's when yeah, that she, she really says, um, this is why the gospel, the, the Christmas story is so good. Um, and, uh, yeah, to, to quote, um, yeah, to quote just, just a few uh, sentences from that ending, um, she just she moves to Jesus' death as you know he was born God in the flesh born here, but lived and and uh, died and she says on the cross he sacrificed himself to save us from the judgment we deserve. Jesus, the one person in history whose thoughts and words and deeds were only good, willingly took the punishment for every evil thought and word and deed that's ever gushed out of my heart or yours. But Jesus' mm. death death was not the end of the story. Three days later, his tomb was empty and Jesus himself appeared to all his followers alive. Jesus was raised to life once and for all. He faced death to defeat it. He paid for our sins so that we wouldn't have to. Mm. And, um, yeah, just like really good gospel stuff there that, that um, you know, for someone reading about Christmas, a few pages um, is going to very get a very clear um, invitation to mm. yeah, put their faith in Jesus because of what he's done for, done for us. I love that um, the the statement that that phrase where she said he he paid for the sins that gushes out of your heart and mine, mm. and I think yeah that's it. His death is sufficient to pay for um, the overflow of my heart <laughs> in its sinfulness, yeah. and and that that's the great hope that Jesus offers. Um, 
Yeah. And so that's why Christmas is so significant for us. And oh, I love that. No, oh, I'm good. glad for that resource. Yeah, it's actually, and that's coming on the end of she spends a bit of time addressing the person who thinks they're good and has no need for a saviour. So uh, <laughs> she um, yeah, talks about, uh, yeah, help, there's a few pages of helping people see that even though they, yeah, might be good generally, but yeah, there's the, the evil in our hearts and our thoughts. So yeah, wow. I think it's uh, going to be really that sounds cool. Sounds great. So yeah. would you give that to, like, how, who would you see yourself giving that to? Um, I think this book would be very good for someone who's like, um, yeah, Christmas is good, but it, I'm a bit sceptical or um, mm-hmm. someone who might have had a, you might have had a conversation like, um, uh, why is Christmas important to you or mm. what does Christmas mean for you? If you managed mm. to have that sort of early conversation, um, yeah, you this is the kind you, of book you could, say Christmas yeah. is important because of Jesus. I really think he, he was born and it's a great celebrate his book. And the summer person says, really, that's, yeah, that's interesting that you believe that. You know, that sort of situation would be perfect yeah. for this kind of book. Mm. Um, or if you're yeah, a bold, a giving, gift-giving sort of person, um, you could easily uh, wrap this up and, and give it away. As a stocking filler. As a stocking filler. If you had a <laughs> wide sort of 12-centimetre wide stocking. Perfect. <laughs> Good Christmas joke, Richard. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we are out of time. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that's a great book recommendation. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, as uh, yeah, as we speaking of Christmas coming up to um, end of the year, if you're thinking of giving away a book, then mm-hmm. um, yeah, our friends at Reformers uh, have got a discount code um, available for listeners of uh, Homegrown Faith. And so, mm-hmm. uh, if you go to Reformers Books. Um, bookshop online and use the code homegrown capital letters uh one word homegrown um you'll get a 15 percent discount and um yeah you could buy some of the books that we've been chatting about during the podcast or uh, browse around there and um have some great holiday reading or, or giving away stuff yeah, sounds good. Well, Richard, our final podcast for the year is happening next week and we mm. are going to be talking summer reading plans. <laughs> That's so right. If anyone li- would like to influence our summer reading plans, this is your week to get in and try and change our minds. <laughs> yeah, <time. laughs> we'll I want to hear a big pile of books from you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always aim way too high, but I'm keen yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah, All right, well, I'll talk, I'll talk to you next week. Look forward to it. Okay, sounds bye. Good. Bye.